Welcome to the Husker Cuscast Sports Show. I'm your host, Patrick, and with me are my cohort co-host cousins, Justin and Derek. We are recording this episode on March 1st, 2017. Winter is passing. And now we spring forward into spring, and with that is the coming of spring football, starting on Saturday and the spring game in mid-April. What date, gentlemen? April 15th, baby. April 15th. That's also tax day, so for you folks going to the spring game, do your taxes first. And speaking on behalf of the Cuzzes, I would just like to say that the spring game cannot come soon enough. But before we can go into the spring, we must dive into the depths of the defensive depth chart. Derek, <laughs> uh, what popped out at you as far as the depth chart was concerned that uh, Riley just released today? Well, like, you got to remember that this depth chart means nothing. I mean... Between now and spring, this depth chart may change 15 times. So who knows? Uh, I think Carlos Davis starting off on a short side defensive end, which, first off, let me just put it out there that they're getting used to the names of the just the, the, the players. New or vernacular the, to get used the, to. Yeah, I mean, getting used to short side defensive end and field side. So long, rather linebacker. Than, so long, Sam linebacker. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's 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 going to be crazy, but it's like learning soccer positions. <laughs> it, 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 it kind of sounds that way. You're right. Uh, you know, you got Mick, Mick Stoltenberg apparently leading the way for nose tackle, and the guy has apparently put on sixty pounds since he's been in Nebraska. He's up to three ten, and his goal is to be up to three twenty five by the time he's. Uh, by the time fall comes. That's a big boy. I assume it's going to be a chiseled 325 like Indominus. Well, I hope so. Yeah, let's hope so. No gut, Mick. Well, you better be careful because Khalil Davis is right on his tail. And is that? that kid, I think he may have some potential. I, he's, I, I, how much would you love to see? The twins of Khalil and Carlos Davis on that line. You called it, buddy. You called it. I was thinking that exact same thing. We are on the same wavelength. Mick in the middle, the Davis twins flanking him. Oh, that would be so awesome. Where does Freedom fit into this? Because we know he's there. Well, I, I right now they have Freedom starting out on the uh, field side defensive end. Again, I'm getting used to this. Uh, <laughs> name. I'm getting used to the names on this. They gotta have but some but right now, this. right now they have them on uh, the field side of the, of the defensive ends. But I'm kind of wondering if he is not going to end up moving out to outside linebacker. That would where, be interesting. Do you think he would fit in better there? He's, I mean, he's lanky and he's got a lot of length and Lord knows the, the, he's fast. His size and his ability to get into the backfield, yeah, really seems to key in on what what they expect out of outside linebackers in this defense. Because they're the outside linebackers are basically defensive ends. Yeah, yeah. In this defense, and, yeah, and so I, us having the rush ends way back in the day, you know, you had yes, them, yeah, yes. Exactly. 
Well, I, I think what's important here is you're right, Derek. It's going to change throughout the year, throughout spring and into the fall. It may not even look like this. So who knows where these people actually end up. But what I thought it was cool was that Mike Riley goes to this press conference and he's armed with this depth chart because the 34 defense has been such a huge uh, topic of conversation amongst the media and the fans are like, well, we don't have the guys to play a 3-4 defense. And he's like, you know what? I've put a lot of thought into it. This is where I think these guys are going to go. Yeah, good point. And, and so the people that are on the depth chart, I don't think it's as I don't think it's as significant to me as uh, who's not on the depth chart. There's a couple of guys on here uh, that didn't make the depth chart, and that's uh, Eric Lee and Avery Anderson. You think these guys a, were? Yeah, do you think it's well, a statement of some kind by Riley? I, I don't know, but these are these are two guys that were uh, these they were big time recruits, mm-hmm. and everybody thought that they were going to be impact players. And here we are into the spring game. These guys are sophomores; they've both redshirted, so they've been in the program for a while, and they're not even on the depth chart. Yeah, it can change. You know, maybe there's well, a challenge there, but I, that's the only thing that stood out to me. And and, be, and before everybody gets out there, let's let's not forget these are. Riley recruits. These weren't like Bo Pelini recruits. These were Riley recruits, and they're still not making the depth chart. That so message sent, right? You don't work hard, you don't play hard. Is that basically? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as far as the spring game is concerned, what are you guys most excited about in spring ball in general? I think with uh, the spring game, there's so many great, fun storylines. Headed into there, you know, we, you got the the epic quarterback battle that's about to happen. Yep. we haven't seen something like this in, in a so long, long time. A long oh, it's, it's going to be fun. Like e- Bobby even, Newcomb, Eric Crouch kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Except better. Except better. <laughs> These guys can pass. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, well, and, and let's hope, let's hope one of them doesn't run home to mom and say, "Hey, it's like a well, but, they're probably hey. gonna have to fly home to mom, right? Isn't that the deal? They they can't yeah. run yeah. home. Uh, but even even the number twos, you know, with uh, Andrew Bunch and Tristan Gebby, I think that'll be fun to watch. They'll probably know that they won't see the field, but I think the. Uh, it, it's just going to add that much more to the spring game, seeing uh, four arms back there that can actually make a throw to a running back, you know, in the backfield. Based off uh, of what you've read, uh, Justin, you know, and granted you haven't, we haven't seen any, you know, visual yet, but who, what would be your preferred order of quarterbacks? Whoever Riley says is the number one guy is fair enough. Like. I think I think Tanner wow. Lee. It seems like he's going to be everyone's uh, saying him because he's got the most experience. Two lane transfer, yeah. But hearing Mike Riley today, he says they're co number ones, and it's going to be a coin flip to see who takes the very first snaps with that. So I don't know how, how much of that's coach speak and what's actual reality, sure. but but it does give us confidence, right? Yeah, yeah. To have two very capable quarterbacks in the helm, right? Yeah, very true. So, Derek, what about you? Well, I mean, I hope it's confidence and the fact that we have two court capable quarterbacks, and not just uh, you have the old saying: if you have, well, I mean, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. I mean, this saying's never. I mean, it may tire, but it, but it's still true. Derek, that only applies when you're in game three of the regular season. 
I don't before think so. spring game, before spring practice, that does not count. Okay, that's called a quarterback competition. In game three, it's not a quarterback competition. It's like you guys suck, and we're just throwing you out there. That's it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, we have yet to see what's happened. Until the offensive line can block, we're not going to know anything with either one of these guys. So, so now that you put it out there, do you think that that is the position group with the biggest shoes to fill? Is the offensive line? Oh, absolutely. I the offensive line has got to do something. I, I don't know if you want to say biggest shoes to fill. But yeah, that that implies they were great last year. Yeah. <laughs> And, 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 you know, you could take all the stabs at the – I mean, I'm, I'm going to con- contradict myself here a little bit, but you, you can you say that the offensive line wasn't great last year, but we did have the least amount of sacks in the, in the NCAA last year. However, we did have a quarterback that could get away from people, mm-hmm. and, I, and we don't have that anymore. Yeah, right? I don't have that luxury, so they're pretty much going to have to step up and do their job blocking, pass protect. Um. What position group are you most concerned about, uh, Justin, when it comes to uh, spring ball? Well, I think we just talked about it. It's an offensive line to me. Uh, just seeing if they can get better. Uh, you know, we got a lot of young studs that uh, Kavanaugh is definitely – he's hyped about. And three of these guys, they thought about pulling the red shirts off, you know. So if they think – if they thought that they were going to be impact players last year, worthy enough to uh, pull a red shirt, uh, another year of development in this offense, I think, uh, I think the offensive line is going to get better, but uh, they need to get better for our offense to work. You know, the running the ball last year, yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. And Mike Riley said it yet again in the press conference. You know, he wants to make an emphasis on running the ball and be better at it. Well, it's all speak right now, right? Yeah. I mean, we don't have any proof. And the yeah. worrying part about all this is that, well, I mean, Derek, do you think we have a bell cow out there that we can depend on? Because I don't see anything. Well, I don't know about a bell cow, but I mean, this is uh, this is what we hired Mike Riley for. He's good at coach speak. I mean, <laughs> he's good with the media. I don't know about coaching, but he's got the speaking part down, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I, see, I see express. <laughs> it's, it's kind of the way it seems to me but you know I mean we've been back and forth on this for two years now and you guys will disagree with me all day long so sure. we won't get into that we won't get into that conversation but yeah absolutely I, our offensive line needs to step it up I mean Tanner Lee when he played, he's got two years of experience under his belt which I think makes him the front runner for quarterback. Sure. But his stats at Tulane aren't overly that impressive. I mean, he had 23 touchdowns and 21 in interceptions. And they said that under, under pressure, he's not very well. But if you give the guy time, he looks like one of the best quarterbacks you'll ever see. So, so unless our unless our uh, offensive line could step it up, right? I, I'm a little concerned. Justin, do you think that's going to be a weak spot with us? Is because um, obviously you put a lot of pressure on Tanner that affects the way he throws, that affects his passing. But if you have a running back who can offset that and keep the and keep the defense honest, you know, move the chains, it gives them a chance. Now, who's the guy going to be that's going to do that? 
I have no idea. I, I, I think, to me, it's down between Azigbo and Trey Bryant. Uh, everybody loves Mikel Wilbon. You know, he's just an easy guy to root for. He can make big plays, but he has a lot of mental lapses and has a lot of bonehead plays mixed exactly in there. That's exactly why I don't root for him. Well, I, he, I think he's an easy guy. He's, he's fun to watch when he's on. But when he's not on, it's like, come on. And there's a reason why the coaches didn't play him a lot last year. You know, he, there's there's something fundamentally wrong. Maybe maybe it's maybe it's just mental. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But, I mean, I, I, but we need a breakaway. I think that's the key. And I think Trey Bryant gives us that because he's the guy that can go for 50 yards, keep the chains moving, and get us a good oh, yeah. yardage. He, I think he's he's uh he's he's a running back that has it all. You know, he he's got power, he's got speed, he's got great hands out of the backfield. He can make plays in open spaces. He can do all of that. Ozigbo, you're kind of you got that physical you know, back. Yeah, he, you know, he's like a, I don't know, like Amani Cross, maybe. I don't know. Oh yeah, he's a, I think he's a little talent. I think he's a little bit better than Amani Cross. Well, yeah, yeah, slightly, definitely. Yeah. Slightly versatile, more versatile than a little Monty bit more Cross, athletic, but... a little bit more, yeah, agile and everything. But okay, so let's let's come up with something weird here. Uh, we got like a thunder and lightning situation, perhaps with Bryant and a Zigbo, or to make this Nebraska oriented, uh, something like Derek Brown and Calvin Jones, that kind of thing, uh, back and forth, Derek. Can you see Why do that? You always have to go thirty years back for these references because because that's. I'm sorry. That's that's kind of where the <laughs> golden years are at for me. Literally. Yeah, Go because ahead. that's when Nebraska was great. Exactly. Back in the day when they were. Uh, you know, I I think I I yeah I I think I think that hopefully hopefully can be a good analogy of of what we have this year. Uh, Zigbo is definitely a power back. I mean, he can run a guy over. You're not gonna see him. You're not gonna see him doing a an Amir Abdullah and just juke a guy. Wouldn't that be great? But he he could definitely bull a guy out. Oh, and Amir but, had but, his bowling I, moments. Me personally, too. I like oh, yeah. to watch a guy bull a guy over. I, I, I do too. I do too. He, that to me, he is did. But I mean, he was more known for his juke. I mean, true, true. I mean, I remember a play where Eric Crouch was able to bull a Iowa player. As a matter of fact. He bowled hit yeah. a safety over. Ooh. Yeah, I miss. Hey, I mean, so, so anybody, any player, any player can do it, but it's a matter, it's a matter of doing it effectively and consistently. And I'm hoping that a Zigbo can become that guy. I, I don't know that he'll be the premier back because you're not going to expect an 80 yard run out of a Zigbo. You're expecting a four or five yard run out of a Zigbo. Got a 40 yard run out of him in the bowl game, so you know, never know. True. True, but but that doesn't. It's not expected. True. Go it ahead, Justin. Can happen. Do you guys think that Jalen Bradley will be an impact at all? Do you think he sniffs the field? Not at all. He he red shirts this year. He's a little undersized. He's got he's he's got he's got he's got to put some pounds on. I think. I'm not so sure that's true, though. I mean, just depth wise, I don't think we have a lot of bodies, and you know. Or uh, one injury and like a little, you know, uh, you know, a knee bang or something, and yeah. that that whole running back situation gets real scary. And uh, I don't know if Jalen Bradley's the answer, but he is another body. I mean, outside of that, who do you have? You know, you got Austin Rose, which he'll make splashes. In well, the I mean, game, but... you have Adam Taylor. 
Oh, geez, stop it. That's Does he no, play running back? Oh, no. Oh, stop he it. Play, stop he it, plays stop football. I he, don't was, know. he was good. He was good. He just hurt himself, and he couldn't recover. He's, you know, he's a hell of a contributor on special teams. And there's your there, there's your there's your <laughs> awkward pause. All right, so we're forgetting something here, and it's painful for me to say this. I'm feeling verklempt just thinking about it. But our receiving core. What about our receiving core, Justin? Do you think that we have a pretty decent uh, group uh, coming up here? Uh, I I hope so. There's uh, that's the biggest shoes to fill right there is the receiving core. If you want to talk about biggest shoes to fill, yeah, we lost a lot. Uh, we lost a lot of senior leadership at the receiver roles. Who do you think is going to step up and take that uh, role then? You think it's going to be Stanley I think Morgan? It's, yeah, it's got to be Stanley Morgan. And I'm hoping DeMornay Pearsonell, I hope, I hope that he hope. comes and he ends his Nebraska career on a high note. He's a senior this year, and I just don't want it to see – you know, I don't want it to be the what if game, kind of like what we did with Jamal Turner. Sure. You know, Jamal Turner was a perfect example of a guy that we had high hopes as a freshman, and then just it just didn't work out injury wise and whatnot. Yeah, he and, had a lot of uh, drop passes, if I remember right. So yeah, and then you know you got Kean Williams, Keith's mm-hmm. son. I think uh, I think the there's an opportunity for him to step up and get some. Uh, to be a premier guy. And we got some young guys there too. Uh, what's, what's the problem with this receiving class or, you know, receiving position group. Yeah. Is it's like all young guys, you know, everybody, everybody is like a freshman over half of them are a freshman. You know, I mean, you got a couple the walk-ons, the walk-ons, Brian Reimers and Gabe Ron, who I think they'll, they're going to contribute just they because we're so too. young. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, receivers, they got the biggest shoes to fill, and I'm I'm excited to see what they can do because there's talent there. Well, they're probably going to be the feature part of the offense. So, yeah, go ahead, Derek. Have to be. Well, uh, let's not forget that. Let's hope that – I mean, if, if a quarterback can give you the ball in your hands, all you got to do is hold on to it. So let's hope that we have a quarterback that can actually put the ball in their hands. Rather than a Wester camp where he's got to reach behind his back to catch a ball. It's a very simple game. You throw the ball, you catch the ball. <laughs> Put your arm back and throw it forward. Yeah. Tim Tebow struggled with that. You're lollygagging your way to the 10. You're lollygagging your way to the 40. Yeah. Um, what about the tight end situation here? That I think that's an interesting uh, thing to um, go into because we lost a heck of a tight end with Seathan Carter. Who's going to step up in that role, you think? I know who it's not going to be. I know it's not going to be that uh, that recruit that uh, decommitted from us to go to Texas. Uh, yeah, there you go. Reese, yeah, there you go. And uh, – because he was just arrested for drug possession with intent to sell. The dude had like 20 pills of Xanax and $1,300. I they was not aware that Heisenberg. I don't hold know. On, you know on. what? I wasn't yeah. aware that Texas paid that much for tight ends. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know how much money per pill you're getting. Cause my son takes some ADD medicine that I could probably get some good medicine. Good, good, get some good money out of. Well, Texas will help you out with that. 
Sweet. I'm coming down to Texas, Justin. That thirteen hundred dollars for oh my god. That thankfully is not one of the storylines we have to worry about in the spring game. Um, do we have like a Ben Cotton kind of guy coming up here or something that we need to take a look at? Or okay, okay, let's let's get on the Sam fullback Cotton? train here because we have not mentioned Ben Miles yet and how he's going to contribute. Do you guys think he's going to be an Andy Janovich kind of a fullback or more of a Tom Rathman? That would be great if we could use him as a receiving fullback. You know what? To me, I I am just as unsure as anybody else on what the uh, what the level of involvement of tight ends and fullbacks. I don't know what that's going to be in this offense headed into 2017. I mean, I don't. See I mean, we have being I, featured. And, 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 you know, I didn't know it's, it's hard to judge that on the fact that this, this coaching staff has said that this is a big part of their offense, but yet in the last two years, we really haven't seen it. So, so I think that's a fair judgment, and the fact that, yeah, I mean, the first year, yeah, we see we've seen Andy Janovich have a great year, but Boy, then last year we see nothing with fullbacks. Yeah. Well, it's it's compounded by the fact that we have a lot of inexperience uh, there in the wings of uh, fullback and tight end. So you know, it, any decision to play them, and you know, it, it's got to be measured, right? Yeah. Uh, how oh, much absolutely. you want to make them. Uh, the level involvement into the offense. So I hope we see it. I don't want it to go away. These guys obviously need the reps and they need the experience because well, well the more weapons just can't sit on it. Because I always kind I always think of the big far. thing where those kind of those kind of uh, players give you the edge, give you the X factor because they're it's becoming rarer and rarer in this game. Go ahead, final comment, uh, Derek. As far as tight end goes, I. The, the player I'm expecting to see step up is David Engel, David Engelhopped. He's That's the guy that I'm expecting to see step up. Because his uh, name's fun to say. As, meh, meh, maybe, Engelbert but. Humperdinck? <laughs> is that how you pronounce it? I mean, Engelhopped. Eng- I mean, Engelhopped Humperdinck? What? Anyway, uh, there's a lot of storylines coming, uh, co- uh, coming up on Saturday, and we cannot wait for them to get started. And as for us, that will do it for us here at the CuzCast. A shout-out to Tom Osborne for a belated 80th birthday that was actually last Thursday, and especially to the Associated Press, because finally someone outside the Nebraska borders mentioned the Teammates Mentoring Program, which he founded along with his wife Nancy way back in 92. So you can take that, East Coast media, for lumping Dr. Tom in with nefarious coaches who have tarnished their legacies into oblivion. Not Dr. Tom. He's still doing what he was called to do. He's educating young people and preparing them for the trials of life. So God bless you, T.O., and here's to 80 more years. You can interact with us on Facebook and Twitter, and don't forget to follow us on Podbean. You can find us on Player FM, and we're also available on iTunes, so don't forget to like us and write a review. Help us get lots of likes and lots of ratings. Leave us comments, suggestions, topics for future episodes, and with that, game over!